Hello and welcome to another week's episode of Cowboys Taper. I'm your host, Jason Kent, and today we have a doozy. One cowboy, cornerback, not going to mention names, signed a massive, massive contract. Very good deal when you actually dive into the numbers, and, and, and Aaron James and I will definitely be doing that. Um, more on the episode, Zach Martin, he did not show up. What implications could that have? Uh, did Saquon Barkley signs the franchise tag, kind of revamps it a little bit. What kind of, and I feel like that's a big topic because I think Jerry did speak about that at his presser this week at the big conference they had. Um, he did discuss kind of the changing of the game. So what implications could that have? And then there's just some injury updates for the week. Um, some, some pretty big ones, definitely some Cowboys ones. Um, we're definitely going to hit into that. But before we do, I'm going to introduce my co-host. You all know him, Mr. Aaron James. Aaron, how you doing today, bud? Jason, uh, happy to be here for another episode. It's like, finally, here we are. OTAs getting loose. It's going to be exciting from here on out, man. It really is. And, and, and it's such, there's, you know, there's been some big news already this season. You know, we're, what, a couple days in the training camp and there's already been some big injuries. Um, just a lot of a lot of not good things and it's some pretty big names so it's you never like to see that happen uh this early in training camp and so far it doesn't seem like anything's super significant but the one terrible thing about ota's and i remember as a kid growing up playing a little bit of football you did have to practice in the summer and it was hot and the one thing i just read i thought it was insane or easy stat i don't know how they figured this out but they said july is the hottest month recorded in 122,000 years. Wow. Like, I can't, I don't even remember how hot it was three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. How do we have records from 122,000 years ago? I'm not a big science guy, so I have no idea. And I thought it was great because we have discussed my air conditioning problems. The good thing is, with this upcoming weekend, they have fixed it. So I'm very happy. <laughs> but needless to say, they said it's ter- it's been terrible this month. Has it felt like that to you? Yes, it has felt, you know, uh, so my car is is undercover, so it's shady. And you expect it to be maybe five degrees, three to five degrees cooler um, than, you know, out where the sun is hitting you. And just like the past week and a half, I notice it doesn't feel cooler at all. The humidity is disgusting. It's 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 really nasty, especially in the East Coast. And the random uh, random thing to share, I've actually for work, uh, and this was like ten years ago. I've gone back for my job. I had to go back a year and to see what the weather pattern was over summer. I, I, I can't I can't really share why, but I have studied a little bit of weather patterns My um, just to just to share so it is you know it was it was actually pretty fun because i forget what website it was but you know we do now keep track of of the weather not that it helps with predictions no so so I'm what what good it what good is it actually that's a good question what I'm good is it to keep track educated i am nimbus clouds okay that's that's the type of show we are we're an educated show, Nimbus <laughs> weather guys, cumulus clouds. See, we know we got it. We got it on lockdown. Um, 
Oh, but let's start. Let's get started. I know we went on a tangent. I loved it. It was great. But let's hit the big news. Trayvon Diggs, a guy that we've been discussing, um, could be showing up for a contract. Um, I, I, you heard no talks about it. So when it came out, it was I was I was really shocked. Um, I have to pull up the the figures, um, but it was I was very shocked. So it, it's a five year, ninety seven million dollar deal. He got twenty one. Uh, million signing bonus. He's averaged fourteen or nineteen point four million, um, a year, which is puts him right around the fifth cornerback in terms of, um, average annual value. Um, I think he's earned it. Um, the one stat I kind of saw it made me laugh. Um, and we have talked about it. You know, I think in the last three years he leads the league in interceptions, but he also leads it in yards allowed as a cornerback. Um. When you first saw that contract, what were your first thoughts? How did you feel about it? Did you think it was too big? I know I had a couple of friends reach out to me, kind of my thoughts. And, and it's always it's always nervous when you see these contracts, especially with the guys we've talked about ha- having to get paid. So um, did you like it? Mm-hmm. I applaud the Jones family that they didn't have Diggs reset the market. I think whenever you have a big name corner and let's say, you know, let's Smell the roses. Diggs is a big play, big time, well-respected corner, which we didn't get. We haven't gotten into the Madden ratings yet. There's actually some, I think, disrespect that came his way when it when it comes to that. <laughs> but I was, I would have predicted that he was going to reset the market for cornerbacks because that's just typically what happens when you have a speculative top five kind of guy that is big play right he comes up with with interceptions so i applaud them for not resetting the market with digs i think it's a win for the front office and the team and if i were digs i'd probably be i don't know how happy i'd be with my agent to be honest but that was my first thought what was your first thought i i liked it i thought it was deserving because he okay. is a big play cornerback. Um, given what was it two years ago, he had the eleven interceptions. Um, I think he had three this year, but his defense got you know his coverage got a little bit better. Um, so I liked it. I, I thought if he hit the open market, he would get paid like a top five cornerback. So slotting him in, you know, so the guys that are getting more than him, uh, Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore. Marlon Humphrey. Those are guys that are just big name corners. Those are playmakers. And then right behind them is Zania Howard, Jair Alexander, JC Jackson, Tredavious White, Jalen Ramsey. So the, you know, he is in line with those guys. So he deserves to get that. And then when you dive a little bit deeper into the contract, it really looks like they have an out after two years. So the first two years, the dead cap is what you typically look at that dead cap this year is 33. Of course, they're not going to cut him 28 next year, but then it really, and then his, all of his real guaranteed money is really up after that. So after that year, the dead cap in 2025 is, you know, 12.75 and then 8.5 after that. So I'm not saying, you know, after two years, we're going to cut him, but it's definitely um, a type of deal that I think even, I think you were saying to me earlier that you can restructure later on, Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think he sees this full contract the way it's currently constructed through. I think it does get adjusted later on, which will be great because you are still needing and, and, and Jones, um, 
Jerry discussed this today. They have a lot of players coming up that they are, you know, they're happy to have, you know, the CD lambs, the Micahs, Terrence Steele's. Um, so it's nice to see Diggs and them keeping that, that talent and that core around. Um, and when you look at the contract, I just think it's, I really like the way it's worked because it really, they can get out of it in a couple of years when a lot of your other big names are going to need to get paid as well. Yeah. And Cowboys don't have, you know, the best track record outside of, I'm trying to think of, you know, the nineties of, of holding on to their star players for like the life of their career, especially in that DB situation. Yeah. When I remember actually feeling pretty disappointed when we didn't keep, we weren't able to keep uh, Byron Jones. I was, I was a really big fan, but I do think we dodged a bullet. By no fault of his own though. Like, yeah, he had a lot of, I know he said like a lot of issues and, I've read his articles really good, but I, I agree with you. What he got paid was pretty mm-hmm. astronomical when you look at it now. Yeah. So he was overpaid for his production at, once he left. Um, for Diggs, I mean, I think this guy is an ultimate competitor. There's a lot of 7 Eleven uh, posts that come up on social media where he's seven and Parsons is 11. They seem to be. You know, the the brothers that kind of help set the tone of that competitiveness and greatness competition. I mean, he has excellent hands, probably the best hands from a ball hawk perspective in the league. So, you know, I, you know, I'm not like jumping on the bed like we got him, you know, for for several, these next several years or through 2027. But um yeah, like you said, after the first two seasons, the dead cap at the end of uh, 2025, it drops to 12.7, 8.5, and then 4.2 by 2027. And the other good thing is he he's really only been playing cornerback for like six, seven years now. Like he's not like it's not like a you know some of your big time players Calvin Johnson all those you know mm-hmm. come up at a position come all the way through he was a receiver till he got to Alabama I don't I forgot I don't know if it's his freshman year I I know they split I know Saban switched him over so he he's still not he's still fairly new like it's I I know he's getting all the training and talent coaches in the world to give him everything but he's still new at the game but I, he's got great instincts and that's something you can't teach and he's learn to tame them back a little bit to not give up those huge plays but he's a very vital part of this team and and i think um you know out of the you know four i think the four guys that we're really talking about they needed to sign because they're to me Diggs and parsons are the identity of that defense you can't let either one of them go just like i think cd is you know at this point going to start being the identity of that offense so those are the players you have to keep around especially if you want to have this sustained success um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the Jones were talking about it a lot. They, you know, we're saying they need that sustained success. And the other thing, when you're talking about it, I think that really hurts, you know, now, especially with Diggs getting this deal, um, it makes me wonder how much maybe internally people knew. And I don't want to speculate at all, but Zach Martin, you know, right after Zach Martin kind of starts to hold out and says, he's not going to show Diggs gets paid. So I have no knowledge of any anything 
but it seems kind of off that Zach's Mar- or Zach Martin's holding out. And now Diggs got paid like, okay, you're paying people. Let me, I'm the best guard in the league. Pay me what I'm worth. Um, so you, you know, you were telling me Zach Martin holding out can lose up to $50,000 a day. Fine. Um, the Jones said they didn't really want to talk about it, but how big of a deal now that he's actually holding out, do you think it is that he's not showing up? You know, really the leader of that offense, one of the leaders of the offensive line and of that offense, um, you know, dude, that's eight time all pro. Um, yeah. Are you shocked that he actually held out? I am shocked that he held out, and I think his leverage is going teetering away by the day. He's only really hurting himself. You know, ten days, half a million. Do I think it's going to be a big impact to the chemistry of the team or anything like that once this this all gets put behind us? No, I think you know as an, as an lineman, you go in there, you're in the trenches, you're pushing guys around. He's the ultimate professional. First ballot. Uh, it's going to get done one way or another. I don't know. My my thinking is that they're probably just going to give him a little bit more money for what he has. I don't I don't envision a an extension because I think they still want to figure out. They have other priorities to figure out long term and cap space without getting too far ahead when there was a there was an interview with the Joneses and and McCarthy and I think it was Stephen Jones that said as they look at contracts they're trying to forecast as best they can to what the new tap team caps are going to be in the future so you know they have they're you know they're paying their analysts to get all of this figured out it's going to be part of the part of the plan but yeah i'd say and again he's he's 32 years old right now right yeah and that's still a lot of for an offensive lineman that's not really that old um cuz i think one of the centers i think the center Lindstrom from atlanta one of them is getting paid pretty well they just signed a new deal at 35 so at his age, it's it, that's not old. Um, it's tough because he already reset the market, and one at some point somebody's got to go. Yeah, and you don't want it to. They they built this team so well through the tra- trenches. Um, you know, over the last five to eight years, they've they've drafted incredibly smart. Um, and you don't want to lose an all pro like Zach Martin, especially with Tyron Smith, the injury problems. So if I, you know, if I'm Jerry and them, I understand that. And I, we got to come to a deal and, you know, you're not going to, I don't think that he gets fined. Um, I think he only misses a couple of weeks. I think he's there before the first preseason game. I don't see it holding out. You know, I see him because to me, Dallas, you know, when, as you said, Martin kind of leverage is going down by the day. I think it goes up. I think, they're going to kind of see the backup guys they have, you know, in a team that I think was one of the worst in all uh, false starts and, and just terrible penalties. You know, you can't lose a Zach Martin over, you know, a million or two here or there. So um, it's very important. You need to have, you know, you're at this point, he really is the leader of the offensive line. 
no matter you know no matter how we feel about Tyron Smith, he's not that guy anymore. And Mart- Martin's it, so he needs to be out there. They also got to figure out how to pay Terrence Steele. Tyrone Smith doesn't. Yeah, I don't recall his cap hit at the moment, but we know he's like his... twelve. But it's just, it's a one year, so after this, okay, year, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think I think Tyrone ends up doing one year deals for a couple years to to stick around and wanting to continue to play and play for the Cowboys and play for very competitive teams. I, I see him going on a one year teeter as he winds down his career, but. We have to pay Tyler Smith is probably going to reset the market when he comes due. He's been, he had an excellent rookie year being the left tackle, the toughest position protecting our franchise quarterback. And at the end of the day, we can't pay all of our O-linemen, you know, 12 to $20 million. So I'm going to make a a bold prediction right now that we go with the O-linemen first round next draft. I I don't think that's that far fetched. I really could see it with the guys. I I I don't want to say I disagree about Tyron's his contract, but I honestly think after this year, I think he'd go somewhere else. Because I don't think Dallas, you know, unless he's something spectacular, because the the, the two options he has, he's going to get hurt and not be able to get. He's not going to play as much, and Dallas probably won't want him back. Or he's going to stay healthy all year, have an all pro season, and yeah. Dallas can't afford to pay him. So I think that's, you know, so I, that's where I see it with he's either going to really reset, reset himself and get another decent contract, or he's going to get caught, is, is how I feel with him. Um, you know, and I know, so let's, you know, in the next topic, we got, we do have, we were talking earlier about Saquon. He's been, been a big topic the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know he's a giant. Um, but even Jerry was talking about it today. It, it's 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 big news around the league, and you know you saw the running backs you know held a meeting, um, because they just don't feel they're getting paid fairly, um, you know. And Jerry even discussed it today, talking about you know that it's it's not what it was in the '90s. The league is adjusting, and it really sounded like kind of that's why too, kind of his thought process behind getting rid of Zeke, because it's. It is more of a passing league. It's not that big bruising running back anymore. It's, you know, the Derrick Henry may be the last, you know, the last of the Mohicans. He may be the last guy. Um, yeah. So so were you kind of shocked that Saquon really, you know, even signed it and then kind of was okay with a little bit of a bump because it wasn't that big. I think it was only a million dollars more. Um, do you Are you shocked that he was okay with all of that? And do you think that's really kind of hurting him accepting that hurts the running back market going forward. I was shocked. I, I really felt like he was going to put his foot in the ground and, and make a statement on behalf of all running backs. I don't know why I, I felt that way, but, and also I was kind of scratching my head because my understanding was that it was either franchise tag amount or nothing. They couldn't renegotiate so the, it's only for that amount. year. You can only negotiate. I think negotiate I, they for, that, said one that, year. for okay. that year. So they can only add some extra stuff to that year. They can't go long term after that is what I think. I, I believe that's what I read. Got it. What, weren't there some speculations that he also got a multi-year deal and that was going to get him or average 14 million or something along those lines? 
the thing I heard they were they were about a million or two off. So I'm assuming okay. it's probably roughly around there um, where he would probably he probably wanted that amount and they were coming in at 12 because they only went mm-hmm. up to 11 million for him. They didn't give him anything really extra. So yeah. they, they kind of showed what they felt his value was. Well, here's what I think a couple things will likely happen. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But A, if you're the Giants, you're going to put the ball in his hands as many times as possible. You're probably He's probably going to get 300 attempts and they're going to run him like there's no tomorrow. And two, man, if if he, you know, gets dinged up, he might be like, you know what? I, I really want to be 100% for my next game. I don't think I want to play this game at 85%. It's going to be interesting to see if there's any if there's any of that throughout the season. There has to be, right? It's Kirk Cousins, when he did it, he's a quarterback. So it's a little bit different because they're, you know, quarterbacks, especially if you're a pretty decent quarterback, um, you know, you're going to get paid. So when he did it, he made himself so much money. I do think you're right. If I'm, if I'm Barkley and if I'm looking on it from that side, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, their body is their business. If yes. you're not healthy, you're not getting paid. So I, I understand like to me as a, as a fantasy football guy, I would always get mad when Julio Jones would take himself out of the game. I would be, I'd be furious, you know, but I, I, I do understand the other side of it where, you know, if they're not healthy, they can't go. So I do agree with your side. It He may, I'm not going to play through it. Mm-hmm. Why you're not, you don't value me what I I'm worth. I'm not going to value you guys. And I do think, I think players understand that like some of them, hundred percent want to win, but I do think there are like, you have to get yours while you can get it. This running back shelf like this, very short. He knows he may only get one contract. So why go out and risk it and really blow your chance at that contract? But I do think a lot of the guys that came before him, really, when you look at Zeke, when you look at Gurley, when you look at some of those contracts really makes it tough. Um, yeah. So to really transition it to into a Dallas thing where, where we say, you know, Jerry Jones did state the running back game is changing. Now that you really are looking at it and you kind of see how we value running backs, do you think Pollard, I think you admit, you answered this one earlier. I think you would answer. You don't think Pollard, you think Pollard leaves, right? You don't yes. think they resign him. I'm right. starting to lean that way now. After kind of hearing them talk about the the cap, how they, you know, forecast out a few years. Um, and the, the one thing you said to me before we got on the air, you, you asked, did you hear his comment where he said he did offer Pollard a multi-year deal? Um, and it did make me snicker because to me, if you offer Pollard anything of a decent deal for what he's been, he would take it, I would believe, because he hasn't. He's a third-round pick, so he's not getting a lot of money. Yeah, tell me ten million's a lot, but if you're getting, you know, seven, eight, nine over two or three years, to me that's more of a guarantee. Um. So did you think that was kind of like a that comment was more they probably lowballed him a little bit a lot and then that's why he was able to throw that comment out there? Um it's hard to say because it wasn't really it didn't come in like corporate media. We didn't, you know, see speculations that they were close or what or negotiations were going on. So because because they weren't that close 
it probably was, I mean, I don't know why he would, he would mention it. Like you said, I, I do think at the end of the day, it was probably a low ball offer. And Pollard, you know, he's, he's 24, 25. I think he's 25. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think he has that going against him. Like if he wants a multi-year contract going into 26, he's still, he's fresh though. He hasn't really been used a lot. Um, I, ex- I actually expect Dallas to kind of run him. Kind of like you're saying, the Giants to run, say now not not at the same level, but I think mm-hmm. Dallas definitely is going to use him because I because I think he's gone and I think Dallas knows it because even you know Jerry even made the comment that you can't pay everyone, you know yeah. to me running back and you stated this running back is probably the one of the easiest positions to fill through the draft because mm-hmm. um, you're always getting you know second third fourth round guys um, there's always somebody else somebody's blowing up out of nowhere. Um, and a lot of teams just kind of cycle through two or three now, depending on what they're doing. Um, you know, you have a passing back, you have a guy that's running back, you have a dude that's in there to block for pass block. So they have so many. I think I think they let him go and, and re-sign, um, which to me kind of hurts. I, I really like him. He we never really got to see him. So I think I'm excited this year to kind of see what he gets with a full year. Um, but another so I- thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to say, unlike Barkley, I don't think we run Pollard to the ground because he doesn't have the same physique as a Saquon Barkley or as a Zeke Elliott when he was in his prime. So for that reason, they're going to want him fresh in December through February. So I think that for that reason, he's not going to get the same amount of touches that Zeke got last year. I think he... Man, see, I, I was thinking he's probably gonna get 250, 260. I think that's a and that's a lot of touches for running back these days. We'll see. I, I just a lot of it because they they want to they did say they still want to run, you know, they want to run the ball. Yeah, they, they've come out and said it. So it's tough for me to say you're gonna trust Deuce or you know, even even Jones at this point over Pollard. Pollard has been there, he knows the system. Um, he's very familiar with the system. I think he's been there McCarthy's whole tenure. Um, so I think it's, it's a bigger thing. He knows the offense. It's comfortable. Dak's probably comfortable with him. That's why I see him having such a big role this season where we might not have expected it. Um, I think Jones is going to be a big fourth quarter guy. I think that's the way they'll run it. Um, but with training camp too, comes a lot of bad stuff too so you know we did talk about the good things we got people got paid but you know dallas it seems like they they dodged a pretty significant bullet um you know when the news came out so yeah the news came out donovan wilson um he you know you sent me the message carded off the field you're kind of expecting the worst um they said it may only be um you know a preseason injury he, he'll probably miss every game but it, it's going to be um, they said it was a calf injury. Um, how big of a bullet is that, that we were able to, you know, we see all these guys that are getting paid and some holdouts to really not lose, you know, your starting safety for the season, I think is a pretty big deal. Well, it's the one part of the defense, uh, one of a couple that we have a lot of depth. So we got, we got Malik, we got Curse, 
Jordan Lewis is coming back. And um, I know, you know, Wilson, we would put him in that big nickel situation, um, send him, send him in on blitzes. He just got his contract. So I'm not really all that concerned with it being Donovan Wilson. For me, it's a, it's almost like, well, A, you can't avoid injuries. So you kind of just hope for a natural rotation throughout the season. Like, okay, this person's coming, this person got injured and this person's coming off injury, right? We we just have that kind of depth in our secondary. I really don't think it's going to be uh, a big deal, but calves can be really lingering and annoying of the soft tissue muscles. So just hopefully this is a one and done deal for that specific injury and it doesn't linger all season. My one concern with it is while, yes, I think we have a decent amount of safety depth. I'm not sure how great it like the names are, you know, your J Ron curse is, is a good name. Donovan Wilson, Malik hooker. They're, but they're, they're not all stars. So it, I, mm-hmm. I, I really thought Dallas was may have been looking at drafting a safety. Cause I thought that was the weakest part of our defense. Um, So to lose a guy that potentially could be a starter, I think would be a big deal. I think we dodged a huge, huge bullet that it was this early in training camp. Um, and, but it's scary because there's a lot of big injuries today, right? You know, this week with um, the two big ones, uh, Joe Burrow going down today. Um, I don't know if they actually came out and said what it was. I think it was like a um, hand, leg, something in the lower extremities, but they haven't really brought out how much time will miss. Um, so you really hate to see that, especially, you know, a quarterback is talented and is capable of him um, knowing he's about to get paid too. You hate to see that. And another big one, um, you know, the guy that I think the biggest move of the season, the offseason, um, Jalen Ramsey goes down today. Um, I think it was a meniscus, he said. Uh, Want to miss six to eight weeks. Um, is it concerning to you that now, like when I when I see these injuries, you see a lot of non-contact injuries or real, real kind of dumb injuries this early in training camp that they're not maybe that they're not hitting enough. Like and I get it. It, it sounds counterintuitive. But you're not going through the motions. You're not maybe not really all there because I don't remember a super ton of injuries back. Like I, I know two a days were terrible, but I don't remember a lot of super big names getting hindered all the time doing. And it really feels like a lot of big names go down now. Could it have any effect? I know they've been talking about it. There's there's room. But do you think it has a big effect? It depends on, you know, of course, your position how much chemistry you need to build with others around you. I think obviously Joe Burrow is going to be a bigger impact than a Ramsey because he's got to develop chemistry with running backs on handoffs, route runners, all that that goes into being sharp by week one. Jalen Ramsey out six to eight weeks. What I think about the Dolphins is their division with the Jets and the Bills, it's competitive and every game matters. You're right about that. I didn't think about that, especially yeah, and that when you have two, you know, the Jets now have Raj, Bills, mm-hmm. you have Diggs, uh, you know, Miami, they're trying to still figure out. You're not sure what two is. It is a big injury. 
but it's good that he's he'll be he should be back before uh the regular season there there might be a correlation with how we started this episode with the heat oh, there could scream, be screaming screaming across the u.s <laughs> it's really hot yeah <laughs> it's crazy a meniscus it's never good it's you see a lot of these injuries it's never never good to lose a guy um you know you just prayers up for all of them you know in this time that they're going through it they're making money so it's tough to feel <laughs> bad for them but um you never want to see a team lose a star player this early in the season um yeah, it's it's really a slow week. Training camp just starting. There's not really much out there. I know our first game is August twelfth, um, so just a little over two weeks away. Um, if you had to say, when you're one guy for this for this training camp, one player you're watching on defense that you think, man, I really want to see what he can do to make an impact this season. Who's your one defensive guy that you're looking at? Sam Williams. Okay. If you look at his production uh, last year, and I'll I'll pull them up for for future episodes. I don't have them handy, but his production was up there as far as pressures on the quarterback, sacks, tackles for loss. He just didn't get a big opportunity to to showcase because you got Lawrence and Parsons in there. Hopefully, he gets a a shot. If he doesn't get a shot, I. Th- I don't think he, you know, he's going into his second year, I believe. Yes. Uh, if he doesn't get his opportunities, he's probably going to end up signing somewhere else. I think another team's going to see his value. I hope. I hope that you know, another, other teams don't come for him in a in an enticing trade. And I wanted to actually talk about this in this episode. Like, if another team, because we have a pretty deep team. If another team were to approach us for a trade, where are we likely to give up a player? A defensive line. I think that defensive line DT, I think it's pretty, um, especially if you're, I, I don't, I haven't heard anything about what Micah's doing, but especially if they're moving them in the end full time, that line has some heavy, heavy hitters right now. And I think the depth, like you said, Sam Williams, and he's not even a st- – you have Lawrence and, and probably Micah. So I think you move the linemen. So you may be right. You could be getting some people come, uh, especially if some guys go down, uh, coming and looking at some of your backups to – could be starters on some other teams. Actually, it's interesting that you mentioned that because if someone does go down with the roster that we have, you can't be surprised if – if Jones makes a move and brings in a big time name that has one year and is that's in his last year of the contract or, you know, same way we got Hankins. Yeah. Right. A seasoned vet, you know what he's going to be able to, you know what he's going to do, you know what to expect. And it was a dire need with, with, you know, uh, a lot of momentum going into the playoffs, going for that deep run. So it's good that they also have to be mindful of that as they're signing contracts in August and September. So the guy I'm really looking for, and Hankins had four sacks, so it's not bad for a guy who's not not going to be everyday guy, not going to be every down, but you know he's he's shown he's valuable when he's in there. Um, I, I really want to see what Jabril Cox does. He was a guy okay. that I I really liked that draft pick last year. Um, he needed some time to develop. I think he dropped because of you know had a little bit of injuries. Um, so when you look at him and then what Demarvion 
over Sean, kind of those two. Um, both really athletic freaks um, can move. And so I think that's a big, I think that position, I think that battle um, who's starting because um, Jabril Cox is, you know, he's a guy that can move and fly around. Um, so I really would like to see him develop into, you know, a big time linebacker because you're just not sure what you're going to get with Van Der Esch. At this point, you, you, you're hoping for him to stay healthy. Um, you're just not sure if he's going to make it through a full season again. I know we signed him for two years, so it's really good. Um, but you would like some of these other guys to really start stepping up. You know, I know you can't have everybody. I really feel like now that I'm complaining about the defense, we have Diggs, <laughs> Lawrence, Micah, Vander. You know, we drafted Mozzie. We got Gilmore. But I would like to see some of these positions where you're not expecting much. If you could have somebody flourish there, I think then – you're talking top top three defense, what we may need. If we get some of those guys stepping up, we we could have it. And I think it's um I think there's gonna be a you know, I think the linebacker position, um, especially outside of Van Der Esch, um, it, it's gonna be bad, it's gonna be battling. So I'm really excited to see who comes out for that linebacker position because I think like we said, with this defensive line, um kind of being undersized. I know we talked about bringing Mozzie in and Hankins and that those are real big additions. But uh, if we could have some shutdown linebackers, some run stuffers, some thumpers, man, this is going to be a dangerous defense. And I, I'm so excited. I cannot wait till August 12th. I know we're not going to see a lot of the, you know, our top guys, but some of those second rounds, those Sam, Sam Williams, Mozzie's, you'll see a lot of Mozzie. I think we're going to start seeing some of those guys and, and kind of what they're going to start to contribute. A lot of ballers on our defense, those linebacker names that you mentioned, they're all competing for a starting position. And we have DQ running the squad, who's just a solid coordinator. You know, he doesn't get enough credit. They don't bring his name up enough. Uh, but we should be, you know, more thankful as as Cowboy fans that, that we still have him. You know, he, he probably... It could have been more motivated to take on a, a head coaching job. But I think uh, part of what his experience was in Atlanta, he's he's probably thinking to himself, man, why why would I go to a, a rebuild situation when I have this right here? And you don't get to coach a, a Micah Parsons every day. Mm -hmm. I think that is, you know, that's got to be a major factor because – you know, I, I know you have great defenses, but to me, if I'm around an Aaron Donald, a Micah Parsons, a Nick Bosa, you know, I know they've run through, but you know, it, it definitely helps you too. And and their generational talents that you get to have out there. Um, so yeah, it's it's he could have probably had his pick of the you know, the coaching tree this year. Whoever, you know, every every team that needed a coach, Dan Quinn probably could have been their head coach. Um, he definitely deserves a second shot. Um, that's why I think, I, I think it's going to be a big year and that, that could be it. That defense might go out and play for him knowing chances are, he's not going to be there next year unless this defense tanks, but then he'd probably get fired. <laughs> but I think Dallas's defense, I do see him having a big year. And now the closer we get, the more jazz I'm getting about this defense before I wasn't sure if they were going to be a top 10. Now I'm, I'm you know, we're going, I'm feeling we're going to be a top three and we're going to be a Super Bowl team now. Yeah, well, you, I shared that uh, feed with you from Ryan Clark, RC. He comes out boldly 
he says Dallas Cowboys will be the number one yes ranked ranked defense. So we got we got that going for us that going for us. I said it first, but no one's really paying attention right now <laughs> uh, to my predictions. But uh, hey, look, do you think? I think this 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 might be a silly question, but do you think that there will be a year in Parsons' career where he's defensive player of the year? Yes, I, no? to me, it's a hundred percent. I think the question is, can he get enough sacks to be MVP? Because there's always talk when you hear Donald, JJ Watt when he gets a lot, um, straight. Like I, it's so tough for a defensive player to get MVP. Mm-hmm. But when you know you, there's been many pundits talking that he's. You know, he's Lawrence Taylor, that type of guy. Um, and he just has so many moves. And he's still, he's so young. He's, it's his third yes. season. So if this dude just keeps progressing, I don't think it's will he, it's when he for defensive player of the year. And it's can he, can he be that guy to get MVP as a defensive player? I think that's the question that should be really being asked with that, this type of talent. So Mike, yeah, that that's what my follow-up question was going to be is well, the year he gets that, how many sacks does he have? I think he gets multiple. I I I do believe he he gets 20 sacks. I think okay. he breaks the record at some point in his career. Single season record. Yes. Yeah. Well, there might be an asterisk next to that now because I don't care about the seven. There's an game. extra game. I don't care. If you beat it by two or three sacks, ain't nobody going to care. So if you beat, beat it, it by a one, though. Well, it depends. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I still, to me, it's like baseball. I don't care. Let's give it to him. You know, give him the sack record. But I do think, I think he breaks the sack record. And I think, you know, he could be a 23, 24 sack guy in a 17 game season because he just has that type of talent. You know, when you look at him, the Boses, the, the, they're all that good mm-hmm. for this extra game. You know, and now that they're moving them over, you can, you know, these guys play either side now. I, I think Parsons, no, I, no doubt gets an MVP or not an MVP. I'm sorry. He no doubt gets a defensive player of the year. I think well, he, yeah. he gets MVP votes in his career well, at least once. Well, easier, obviously easier said than done, but because when teams come in, they're going to game plan around him and they're going to three step drops, screens running the ball right i'm not so worried about that it's it's a little bit against him now if our Donald offense... and all those guys did it though too you know they that's true jj watt and it and they had dominant defenses around yeah. them right so the and I, I meant to say uh relevant potent you know offenses because when you score the other team has no choice they have to become one dimensional yeah. and that's when you you're going to have your chances to to do damage so i think it's a perfect formula right now where we're going to have a top 3 top 5 offense and other teams are going to be forced to drop back and that's going to create our opportunity for our boys to eat so i'm going to go on a prediction now i'm going to call it july 27th at 840 8:54 p.m. Mike Parsons is going to win defensive player of the year this season. Okay. He was second last two years. You add Gilmore to this defense. If you can shut down the run a little bit, if Mozzie and Hankins can shut down that run and 
you you are really moving because you know a lot of the uh, death charts have Micah at the end. If you let him just eat every down, whew, he hasn't been allowed to do that and still is getting 13, 14 sacks. Could you imagine you just let this guy eat the whole game? Come on. Come on. I don't I have this debate with my boy. You know, he's he's a San Fran fan. He's a big Bosa guy. The only thing I can go to is, you know, Mike has got as many sacks and he doesn't rush the quarterback every down. Yeah. I don't know what else you want to say about the kid. He deserves it. He, he could play any position on that defense from safety to defensive line. And that is scary. And that you don't see. He's LeBron James in the NFL. Really? When you think about it, this dude could play one any position on that defense and probably play it at an all pro level. I'm that, trying to th- I'm trying to think who can threaten him for that position. I could only think of Bosa right now. For defensive end, he it's probably Bosa. Yeah, that's the only guy probably on that level. Him and Bosa are the guys. Yeah. You know, I think and, and again, Micah, Micah's not a defensive end every every down. He hasn't been. He's been linebacker. He's flying around. He's played he played snaps at cornerback last year. Come on. Bosa's not going out playing corner. I hope you're listening, Zach. <laughs> Bosa doesn't go out and cover wide receivers. Yeah, Mike is the guy. I think he. I think this is the year he does it. And it's not a far. It's not a really bold prediction. I think he finished second the last two years, so <laughs> it's not really a super bold. But I think adding Gilmore, Tank started the show. Yeah. His, he's back last year. I think that's it. And, and I think that if our team is in fact dominant, we're winning games. It's just going to stand out that much more. You're, you're, you know, those who. Who are gonna be making the votes and be like, man, like Cowboys are, are killing it, they're winning, you know, all these games. And Mike Parsons three sacks is, yesterday. is a big yeah, he's a big part of it. Mike had four sacks two games ago. Mike is the guy. Yeah, I agree. I think I I hope it's a big year. Because Jerry said it. They're they're the expectation this season's they have the talent to to win the Super Bowl. That needs to be the expectation for everybody on that team. Man, I'm so jazzed. We're another week closer. Yes, another sir. Closer. Well, we, again, we we appreciate you all for listening. I know you guys, we appreciate it. We love it. We really keep putting out content. I know we're excited over the next few weeks. Training camp's here. So a lot of these little shows where you know you're trying to come up with stuff, and sometimes it's tough, man. We're now we're in the heat of it. We're in the we're in the heat of summer, as we talked about. And training camp is upon us. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And I know you are all excited as well. We cannot wait for the season to start. We cannot wait for our Cowboys to rectify what happened last year. The last two years that lost the loss to San Fran still eats at me the last two years. Okay. This is a team that we discussed as a Super Bowl champion that can be. They have the talent. So we're excited. We're excited to bring you episodes in the next few weeks. You're going to hear me get more fired up. You're going to hear Aaron get more fired up <laughs> as this season starts because we're, you know, we're passionate. We're passionate fans. We, you know, we we're going to live and die with this team. And and I, I'm excited to show that to you. I'm excited to bring it all to you. I cannot wait. Um, again, you guys can follow us: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Cowboys Takeover, the Cowboys Takeover Podcast. Please go to give us a like, give us a follow rate the podcast we really appreciate you guys um like i said to aaron i think it was last week we are now less than one percent australian audience i think i said it last week but i'm really excited because we're still we're going global 
That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what Cowboys do. That's mm-hmm. what Cowboys fans do. They're a global audience. And that's what we plan on taking this show. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Um, we got some great stuff coming up. We said last week, I know we have a fantasy football show coming up. Um, we're going to have some great guests coming up. Really appreciate you guys. Enjoy the week. Let's go Cowboys.